There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading law of attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass podcast today. Today, I am so thrilled to have the gorgeous Persia Lawson with us. So Persia, if you don't know, is an author of Love is Coming and The Inner Fix. She is one of the UK's most successful love coaches, according to Times Magazine. Persia has helped many high-achieving women, from thought leaders to politicians, musicians, and actors, attract powerful relationships that enhance not only their personal lives, but their professional vision and mission too. Welcome to the show, Persia. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm all the better for speaking to you today, Emma. I was saying to you before how I've had a bit of a crappy day, um, but I, I'm already feeling better speaking to you. Ah, oh, thank you, Han. It's always a joy having you here. And I was so excited when I came on your podcast. So it's great that we can do this on my podcast now. And obviously you came in the membership a few months ago, didn't you as well? And we did that live. So we've kind of been interacting a lot recently. And actually, I've had some some DMs from your lovely community who've who've uh, who came to the live. So it's it's just it's a real honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, love it. Love it. Well, hopefully all my podcast listeners as well are going to really enjoy what you've got to share with them today. But before we get into all the goodness of love, relationships and everything, I want to know, Persia, when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? Oh, right. So uh, I would say it was, well, no, it was, it was the beginning of 2011. I had been on a very big downward spiral in the decade, well, really in the 20 years preceding that, if, if I'm honest. So basically, I grew up and my parents struggled with drug addiction. And the way that I dealt with that was was two things. It was it was I, like being the best at school, like getting straight A's, getting lead roles and boys. Like both of them essentially gave me the same thing, which was a sense of escapism from what was going on at home, but also validation. And I really carried that um, into like the years as I was growing up. And what was really interesting is when my parents got sober when I was 16, which was, you know, a really big deal and amazing that they, you know, both went to rehab and, and came out the other side. I actually got a lot worse. 
Um, and that's because we're so used to like, we're always drawn to what's familiar over what is unfamiliar. And I almost didn't know, I remember going to sick form and I like, had this perfect family life. And I just didn't, I didn't know what to do with it. I was used to drama and chaos. So I went and recreated that sort of with, with boys. Um, meanwhile, still doing really well at school. And then fast forward sort of a decade, I, I've been at drama school, came out of drama school very shortly afterwards and, you know, had been nightmare with men, absolute nightmare the whole time through uni, the whole time through drama school. But because I got lead roles and I, you know, I always looked like I had it together. I could hide, I was taking too many drugs, like just being a nightmare. I could hide all that from my family. And then what happened is I literally a few weeks after getting my master's in European classical acting, I literally, this sounds like a film, but it honest to God, this is the truth. I literally saw an advert in the paper because I needed some money and the, there weren't many auditions coming. Um, saw an advert in the paper that was like, come and be a hostess in a strip. This Well, they didn't call it a strip club. They called it a gentleman's club. So I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. Went along, got the job worked at this strip club had some really dodgy experiences and then one night like I basically was sexually assaulted in the weirdest situation it took me years to even actually verbalize that it's, it's kind of even been like kind of the last few years when I've been writing about that in my book that I've actually said out loud I was sexually assaulted and what then happened I went on an acting job in in China and I put on two stone in two months which was quite some feat. And that was obviously now I can see that was my reaction to the trauma and just not looking after myself at all. And it was the biggest blessing in disguise. Like I literally say that rapid weight gain saved my life because it's the one thing I couldn't hide from my parents. And so they picked me up from the airport and were like, okay, what's going on? And my dad was like, do you want to come away on like a health retreat in Thailand in the new year? Because I was a skin actress. I was like, yeah, why not? Sign me up. So we went away and while we were there, he said these words on the beach one morning that completely changed my life. He said, focus on the insides and the outsides will take care of themselves, which is something that he'd really learned going through, you know, his drug addiction and recovery. And it was like something just dropped in because on this health retreat was the first time in, I mean, I can't even remember how long there was no booze, there were no boys. It was just me doing yoga, meditating, um, and spending time with myself and and reading, you know, self-help books and and just being in a really positive environment and, uh, you know, starting to understand what the hell was going on with me and, you know, how my, my childhood had really impacted my love life and my relationship with myself, which obviously our relationship with ourselves sets the tone for everything going forward. So long story short, that was the beginning, 2011, and uh, started this huge journey on working on myself. And then soon enough, that developed into the career that I'm in today. I love that. And what a journey. And I think it's just so inspiring, but, you know, amazing to hear that you have gone through, you know, so many different trials and tribulations over your life. And actually, that's really going to bring so much strength and depth to your work around love and around obviously you know helping people to manifest love as well um and as we spoke about on your podcast love and relationships has definitely been uh, a big one for me as well in my life and biggest healing as well but why do you think in your opinion that people struggle to manifest love I think it's 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 actually not really our fault. It's because we were never taught how to do this growing up. We were too busy being taught things like algebra at school, which no one's ever used since. <laughs> and so we we just kind of 
have therefore got the idea that, oh, love just sort of happens to you. You don't realize that you can actually do stuff. In fact, you need to work on yourself and your relationship with yourself and and also understand that dating and relationships require a skill set if you want to do them well, which, of course, we do. So so that's what I'd say is like we struggle to manifest love because we don't actually realize that there is work to be done. We understand that when it comes to our bodies, if we want to have a nice six pack, we're going to have to do some sit ups and eat well. If we want to, you know, have a really thriving business or career, we understand that we need to invest in that and work on it and and put the hours in. When it comes to our love life, no one realizes we have to do anything. And so there's all of this blocks and subconscious BS that's going on inside of us. And we don't realize that we have any power to change it because we don't even realize that there's stuff that we we need to change. And we just blame the guy or the girl and say, oh, it's them. It's not it's not me. It's them. And actually, I'm like, no. It's not them, it's you, because you're manifesting these experiences into your life because of the subconscious programming that you don't even need, you even realize like I didn't, you need to look at. Mm, It's so true. And I didn't even realize, you know, everything you said is so true. I didn't realize I needed to work on anything or, you know, I didn't even know how to start doing that or, you know, how to manifest healthy love or what that even looked or felt like. So I think it's definitely one of the questions I get asked the most of like, how do you manifest love? What's the secret to manifesting love? And I think it's so true that, you know, you've got to be your own soulmate first, right? You've got to want to be with yourself for the rest of your life first before you start thinking about, you know, the manifesting those sorts of things in. And obviously everyone's going to manifest different types of relationships into their life. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really important that, you know, you are someone you would want to date first and you are the person that you want to spend your life with. Yeah, well, actually, the message of my book, Love is Coming, is, you know, I I, we, I, don't, I I don't believe we do. I think we can all agree we live in very increasingly superficial times. And it can't like, like I used to be like, where's my boyfriend? Like, why is it just not? You know, it was like, I want it and I want it yesterday sort of vibe. And actually, what I learned the hard and long way is that we need to stop looking outside of ourselves for the partner we want to get. And we need to start looking inside of ourselves for the partner we want to be. Like we need to be a great partner. We go on about wanting one, but actually I never stopped to question if like what I was like, and I'll tell you, I was a bloody nightmare. So it, it's it's about putting your big girl pants on and taking some responsibility and taking a hard look in the mirror and, and doing that with a lot of love, gentleness and compassion. You know, it's not easy. It's really not easy, but it's absolutely worth it. And uh, I mean, listen, I just feel like given given my past, I was completely addicted to cheating. I was continually like attracting in drug addicts and drug dealers because that's what I was used to. And I'm now happily married. I got married this summer. Um, we've got, for the most part, a really great, healthy relationship that gets better every year. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but we're really good at navigating the peaks and the troughs. And if I can do it, I really believe anyone can do it. Mm, absolutely and I think it's important isn't it I mean we're going to dive into relationships later so we can dive into this a bit more but um before we before we get to relationship side of love manifestation what are your top tips if someone wants to call in and manifest love so if you want to manifest love the first thing I mean you know we talk about the wish list of like what what it is that we want so I say I have two like two phases so the first thing is like right write down how you want what the ideal qualities you want in a partner like non-negotiables because obviously we could have a list of 100 but put down everything that's non-negotiable and then write a list of of how you want the relationship to feel 
And then your job is to look at that, both of those lists and the list that's about the ideal qualities you want the partner to have. You need to become those things yourself and embody those things. So say you're like, I want someone who is really confident. Okay, well then how confident are you on a scale of one to 10? And if you're like, well, okay, maybe I'm about a six or maybe even an eight. Well, how can you move up the rung one or two? What's a practical, tangible thing that you can do this week so you actually make it real and it's not just this esoteric, wishy-washy thing so that you were starting to embody that quality and then do that for everything on that list. And then for the qualities of uh, how you want the relationship to feel, say you want the relationship to feel um, really passionate. Okay, so how much passion are you experiencing in your life on a day-to-day basis? And that can be quite, you know, again, it can be quite confronting because you're like, shit, like I haven't really, I don't feel very much passion. So then how can you, you cannot expect the relationship to give you what you are not willing to give yourself and to create within yourself and same with the partner. So again, look at that list of how you want the relationship to feel and be like, what's one tangible thing I can do this week to start embodying that quality. So is there a, you know, a really big thing is like hobbies, like just get off the bloody dating apps and start and go outside and live your life beyond the 3D, beyond the digital world. I'm not saying you have to completely get rid of that, but, you know, it it does scare me how much everyone is like, I, I can't tell how many people say the only way you can meet people nowadays is online. That's not true at all at all me and my friends we're all married we get hit on every time we go out because we there's this expectation that that that's what's going to happen and we've always been like when we're out we're not sat on our phones the whole time we're up we're looking at each other we're having a laugh we're connecting and i see often i'll go out and i just see friends like a group of friends and i know look i get it we take the old picture whatever but they are literally just sat not talking to each other and scrolling on their phones and i think that's really sad and we have to like we have to get out of that habit and and start to be more present and more and connect with with one another in real life when you start doing that honestly you will find so much stuff starts to shift in your life and you will start to vibrate at a different in a different energetic energetic frequency so yeah those are my do you want any more or is that is that good <laughs> have you got any that more i was gonna say you've given us loads <laughs> so okay uh, other things so my book um love is coming it's it's three stages it's heal attract commit so this is very much in the attract segment um and something that's really important is like if you want to attract a great par- partner in relationship you need to be good at communicating that and again this is can you hear my dog barking <laughs> he's going for it um but this is absolutely a skill set that you you can't be expected to just know it. You need to go and learn it. Where you know, there's a lot of different places you can learn it. But like you need to be able to be clear on what are your boundaries around the dating and relationship, how to express that to the other person, um, how to communicate what you desire in a relationship, what doesn't work for you. Like that, that's to be honest, without a shadow of a doubt, that is one of the biggest things that that women struggle with. So it's not always that they they're not having the opportunities to meet great potential partners it's that they don't know what to do with those opportunities when they come along and then they end up getting ghosted but the issue is like you know that they weren't clear and intentional with that person from the get-go around what their standards and expectations were and there is a way that you can do that without it seeming like really controlling you can do it in a really relaxed way but finding out on the first date for example you know where what where where they're at like 
so honestly some people think i'm so forward doing this but i'm like you're on a date you're not there to be mates or pen pals okay find out when their last relationship was because a lot of people let's be honest i did it myself are on dating apps because they've either just come out of a breakup or maybe they're kind of going through a rough patch in their relationship and you need to kind of find that information out because if they've just come out like like i dated someone and he told me on the first date because i asked the question that he was he just like a few months before come out of an eight-year relationship and i kind of chose to ignore that information and of course we were like together three months and then he backed away because he wasn't ready and like he gave me the information so that's another thing with manifesting it's like you have to listen you have to listen and not just ignore crucial information because it's inconvenient and that is another big thing I see all the time oh yeah 100 percent. I can hold my hands up to that (laughs) I think we all can (laughs) it is so common and I think when you're trying to manifest love and you're like I really want that relationship I really want that it's so easy to ignore red flags it's so easy to be like oh well you know no one's perfect you know one thing can't be that bad but like you say if it goes against your non-negotiables if it goes against your like ethics and how you want to show up to that relationship and what you want to experience like it's not going to change. Like, you know, they're showing you who they are. And I think like for me, my nervous system was a really big indicator in the dating sphere as well of like how that person made me feel, like how our dates made me feel. Did it relax my nervous system or did I feel more on edge and more like wired and stuff? So I think even our bodies can really tell us a lot when we are meeting these people and, you know, going on dates, etc. But let's move it a little bit onto the relationships now, because I'm sure there will be some happily married and relationship queens listening to this podcast as well and even the single queens who are going to be you know at that stage eventually this will really help them as well so what is a power couple relationship and why are they important oh I love this this question so I actually talk about true power couples because when we and this do you know what this came about for me earlier this year uh, and do you remember all the was it was it actually this year I think it was all the Will Smith drama at the Oscars And so I was talking to a lot of friends about this concept of the power couples. Now, I've coached a lot of women who are extremely successful, top of their game. And so they were, you know, understandably, what part of their criteria for partners was very much based on, obviously, looks, money, and career success. Now, I'm not saying that those things don't have a place, but the problem is, and we have seen this in the world of celebrities, you can have all of those things. You can be absolutely beautiful, both of you. You can have all the money in the world. You can be unbelievably successful and it can still go tits up because that is not enough. So what I when I talk about a true power couple, I'm like, it's not about what you do or you're standing in society. It's about who you are. It's about how you show up. It's about how you make people feel. It And, and you know, I've seen with... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. <clears throat> with with clients, but also even my parents. My parents, Matt, not in a good place, right? Like they, I'll be honest, my dad, I, I can probably, my dad was doing something kind of illegal. That's the context he met my mum. They went through all their shit and did the healing and they came out the other side. And now you would, I, you would look at them like you are a power couple in the kind of traditional senses and they've like created a lot of wealth and, you know, like, you know, on the outside things look good. But actually it's like they have a spiritual connection they work on themselves they um they're not by any stretch perfect but they they know how to navigate because they've got through some really hard times so for me they were the original true power couple that I got to see and it showed me that it's absolutely possible to to transform your relationship and and any any crap that you've been through in your life you can get through it and just supporting one another and being each other's biggest cheerleader so true power couple it's it's a potent example of compromise you've got to be able to compromise funny enough my ex-boyfriend used to say oh great compromise now no one's happy (laughs) and I got his point but the truth is you're gonna have to compromise and so if you're really selfish like I used to be and can be at times still but you know, you're not going to be able to have a happy relationship because it's not always going to be your way or the highway. So it's about compromise. It's about connection, like really true connection, not just the superficial, like what you look like as a couple on Instagram, like what is actually there, like you said, Emma, like how you make one another feel, how the relationship feels. And as I've already mentioned, communication. You know, my one of my worst qualities that I have worked so hard on and so much better on at now, and this is, again, a massive thing I see with the women who come to work with me is the guy does something that pisses you off and instead of just communicating and talking it through you send them to Coventry you don't talk to them you you know you you do all the bullshit passive aggressive stuff and it just backfires you know we get pissed off when guys ghost us well look what you're doing you know look how you're showing up in the context of the relationship you need to learn to own your stuff you know we all do And sometimes I get it that that, you know, someone can do something that hurts and we then have to go away for a moment and like gather ourselves, regulate our nervous system, like figure out what we need to say. But we don't need to do that as punishment, which is what I used to do Mm. uh, to get a reaction. And actually, I'm going to hold my hands up and say I, I have been like nailed this with in my romantic relationships for quite some time, you know, given that I'm a love coach. But I I struggle to do it with my relationships with women. So for the most part, they've always been really easy, but I've always had one or two friends or at any one time that I've had a really like kind of like a trauma bond with. And for some reason, like what I'd experienced with women would, it's like, I just, I couldn't do it. I would clamp up and I would really struggle to say like, I feel hurt or that's really upset me or like, I I need this from you or this is a boundary, whatever it was. And I I had to, you know, it all fled up around my wedding this year and I had to really confront my stuff and not just blame the other women, had to look at myself and go, yeah, but what's my part in this? And that, I mean, that, you know, ultimately any 
whether it's a true power couple relationship or any healthy relationship, friendship, whatever it is, you've always got to be willing to go, what is my part in this? And even if your part, like someone's done something really awful to you, there is going to be something. Maybe you didn't speak up earlier. Maybe you were unclear. Whatever it was, you've got to look at that and take responsibility for that and meet in the middle. And that's how you resolve conflict. That's how you navigate the peaks and troughs. And that's how, yeah, that's ultimately what enables you to be a true power couple relationship. Mm. And I love how you describe that because it's so true of like, I think, you know, definitely I felt that we were always sold this like happy ever after love of like everything's perfect, everything's dandy. And then when, you know, I would witness couples that didn't experience that, I'd be like, oh, you know, oh, okay, they haven't got that. And then the more and more I spoke to, you know, my friends who were married for many years, who were a lot older than me and married, they were like, Emma, it's not going to be perfect. Like, you need to get that idea straight out of your head. It's not going to be perfect. There's going to be times that you want to, like, strangle each other. Like, you're going to want to, like, shout at them. And, you know, that's, it's all about how you navigate it. And like, we hear it, communication, communication, communication. But I think for myself, very similar to what you said, Persia, like communication was a big trigger for me. I used to run. I used to like be like, no, Virgos don't talk. All of this, all of the stories that were there. And, you know, this time around in the relationship I'm in now, I'm like, no, I want to communicate. I, you know, I've healed that. I want to communicate. It's safe for me to show up. It's safe for me to be vulnerable. And I think that's deeply healing in itself. And, you know, when you can be vulnerable and communicate your raw, honest needs, even if you want to like scream, run, whatever it is, you know, you're showing up, you're doing the work, you'll be able to move through it together instead of creating those limitations and those blocks by, you know, and I think it's interesting because even I um, said to Hannah, our friend earlier, I was like, God, like I just did something like I would do in my past, not in my relationship. This is actually in work. And I was like, oh, I'm really beating myself up. But then she was like, Emma, you have to realize, and her is a lot in her relationship patterns. She was like, we're always going to default back to that one pattern. And she was like, you can heal it. But she was like, you've got to be compassionate with yourself of sometimes we are going to default back to that pattern and it's okay. And every single person has this. So whether you've got that pattern in your work, your love life, whatever, like doing the inner work, showing up, communicating, being that, having that awareness is, you know, such a big part of it. Mm -hmm. But it's also okay to be like, you're going to get it wrong sometimes. They're Mm going to get it wrong sometimes. And it's, you know, holding that space and really looking, I think, outside of what's right and what's wrong and looking at, okay, how can I look at this from a space of unconditional love? How can I look at this from what you said of what is my part in this as well, which is so, so important. So, Persia, what are your top tips for manifesting shifts in relationships? Because I, again, hear this so much of, oh, if but if my partner could just change, then, you know, things would be better. Or how can I manifest my partner's behavior changing? Literally, I get this probably on a weekly basis. <laughs> oh, God, I know this one so much. And, you know, I've gone through my own and continue to with, with my husband. And let me just tell you, as as we all kind of find out eventually, the more you try and force them to or push them or whatever it is, the more they just clamp down. And I, I don't know if, you know, if you think about it when someone's tried to do that with you, um, or that, you know, a generalization is that women tend to be the ones that try and change their male partners more. Obviously, there's exceptions, but I definitely have seen in my experience working with a lot of women that that tends to be the case. Like, Joe, he has his odd little things that he gets irritated by me, but he's not, he doesn't, definitely doesn't have like this crusade to change me like I do him. 
And so the first thing I want to say is that's really helped me with this is uh, from Carhill Gibran's amazing book, The Prophet. And he speaks of marriage, but it's totally applicable to relationships too. He says, be like the pillars of the temple. So you're not too close and you're not too far apart. You're holding up the structure. So the first thing I'd say is, a lot of the stress and anxiety or, or, or conflict or like wanting them to change in a relationship comes because you're not being present and independent enough in your own life. And that's one thing I know that me and Joe have always done really well from the get go, because both been single for a considerable time before we got together. We're both independent. We go on holiday separately with our friends. I go away by myself, same as him. Sometimes we, you know, nights out away from each other with friends. So we've got very separate lives. And, and that I highly recommend. And the reason that's so powerful is when you're busy living your life, you're not so busy, like worrying about what your partner's doing and you're giving them the space and yourself the space to be on your own journey and do your own growing. Um, so that's the first thing I would say. The second, we, we've already talked a lot about communication. So, you know, you can talk about it from your experience. Like, listen, when when you do that thing, it brings this. I know that this is not actually your problem. But when like, say your partner. OK, I'm going to give you an example. Joe is the messiest person in the entire world. And I am like anally neat. And like, it's actually, it's a trigger trauma response in me that it brings up. And that's why exactly why the universe brought him into my life. I know it. <laughs> and um, so when I see his mess, like I would take it personally and feel like, oh my God, he's doing it to me. He doesn't care. Like blah, blah, blah. It's just, he's just messy. That's just what he is like in the way that I'm just anally neat. And I now like, I found a way to be more playful and not make it mean anything and not make it about me. And listen, he tries his best to be, tidy but it, look it, he's never going to make the bed as well as I can or wash up and like he's just not and I accept that but you know what this was a huge thing and my parents taught me this so we talk about 50 50 in relationships and that is true but it doesn't mean that you're going to be 50 50 in the same thing so what I mean by that is I do do more of looking after the house Joe does all the driving Joe does the majority of like grocery shopping. And, you know, when we go out, I mean, yeah, sometimes I'll treat him. But I'd say he naturally just he will naturally gravitate to getting the bill. Um, and there's so many different areas in our relationship where he takes the lead there. I take the lead there. And when I thought about it like that, instead of me feeling like, oh, he needs to change and do this, I was like, maybe focus on all the stuff that he's doing right in the relationship and that he's like really nailing that I'm actually taking for granted. So that is a huge one is like folk and also really express that gratitude because we we can become really complacent and lazy, especially when we live with our partners and been together for a long time. Be like, you know, those things that, you know, they do often just every time that you possibly can remember, like, thank you so much for doing that. Don't just like get like expect it, like be express the gratitude and and tell them how how proud you are of them. And another thing, you know, we Joe and I both work really hard and we have to really intentionally schedule that that time together and that date night and it can be the most simple thing like we he's been working on a film at the moment he's away a lot we're seeing each other tomorrow we've got friends coming on Saturday for bonfire night I'm like oh my god tomorrow is really precious and because we're going to be out on Saturday and Sunday I'm like actually no I want to have a night in with him and like what can I do to make it really really special because I know he's been working crazy hours so it's like again it goes back to the message of my book uh like what type of essentially start looking inside of yourself the partner you want to be instead of focusing on what they're doing wrong or what they need to do more of like how can I be a great partner now this isn't about 
very important to say it's not about overgiving and being a martyr and all of those things which do not serve you because that the other side of that is especially as a woman you need to know how to be able to receive and allow the man to give to you which is something a lot of women really struggle with I don't like that I find very easy <laughs> I'm like give to me like, I've always found that part really really easy if that's something you struggle with sometimes you need you need to communicate what feels good to you and then you need to allow the man to do it and to show up and it can and I think sometimes it can make you know especially with the women who I work with who are very very successful they are so used to being in that masculine energy and doing 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 that they actually don't give the man any space to give to them does that make sense so so that can be another, I think I've gone, I can't even remember what the question was. I'm just <laughs> telling you everything about relate. This is how like the bits from my, the last part of my book commit, um, which is like, okay, so now you've got the relationship, like it's like the transition into the relationship, but then like, what do you do when you've got it? And mm. another big thing that has been really great for us is, is what is your vision for the future? So your individual vision, but also like, like for your own life, but also as a couple, like what excites you and like, you know, one thing Joe and I do is we were in, we always go away um, apart from COVID, but usually we, we always go away uh, before New Year, like between Christmas and New Year for a couple of months, like avoid the hellish winter here. And um, before like New Year's Day, uh, Eve, sorry, we'll sit and we'll like review the year and be like, what was great for you this year? What's something you want to let go of? What are you proud of yourself? Or like ask all the questions to each other. And then like as a couple, like what, what really, what did we do well this year? What was something we really learned? What did we struggle with? What and then looking at what we want for next year and and then you know that process kind of then led us to end up doing ayahuasca together on my birthday in Costa Rica, which was completely life changing. And you know we like in the way that I've seen it with my parents, like our relationship has so evolved. And this is again the mark of a true power couple. Like because if you don't have that vision and that that evolution and it can flow organically, it doesn't need to all be like you know really really strict and set in stone because things change. Uh, but if you don't have that, then things become stagnant and boring and you get really irritated with one another. So it's realizing like this is a lifelong adventure together and like how lucky are we that we get to do this and how can I be a better partner to you? And, you know, it's it's just really exciting. It's really exciting. And it's such um, it's such a privilege to to get to share your life with someone. And I say that because I used to get very bored when the the minute the honeymoon phase was over, hence why I cheated. And like, you know, I just wanted them. I loved falling in love. I love that part, but I hated like when things start to get boring. And I'm like, if it's getting boring, it's not the, it, it's, it's your fault. It's not the relationship. It's that you are not bringing your A game and not showing up and not doing the work on yourself because the, re the relationship will only ever be as healthy as the sum of its parts, the two people inside of it. Amen to that, Persia. Thank you so much for all those tips. I think everyone listening has probably been taking so many notes from that. and they probably, Their arm probably hurts now, but amazing that you've given us so much. So thank you. So my last question to you today then is what is one piece of life advice you'd like to leave my lovely listeners with? Oh, 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 okay. So I've already said the focus on the insides and the outside. The, my two biggies are gone. Oh, do you know what? I know what you I'm going to do. Go into your intuition, Han. I I have got just the one. Okay, I've got... Ah, okay. The slower you go, the faster love grows. Mm -hmm. That was a really big one for me because I was always so impulsive in my love life. And this is something I share in my program, Love for Leaders. But actually, you know, 
we live in a world where everything is just getting faster and faster and we we want to jump through these romantic milestones so you know if you i've had clients who have been single i've had clients who've never had a boyfriend and now they're like happily married clients who've been single for 15 years eight years like it anything is possible but but wherever you are is is perfect for where you are meant to be right now like look at the chapter of your life you're in you know and 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 make the most of it and greet it with a smile and when you really surrender to that chapter and you go slow and you you don't allow this like culture that we're in of like everything needs to be faster and you need to be further ahead than you are and you're just like i'm doing great i'm really proud of myself and i'm going to savor exactly where i am right now whether i'm single whether I'm just started to date someone, whether I've just got engaged, allow it to unfold organically and take the time to smell the roses, enjoy the process, because ultimately that's all there is. Like we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So be here today, wherever you are and make the most of it. Love that. Amazing advice. Thank you, Persia. And something we all need to take on board definitely more in life. So thank you for sharing that. But Persia, where can my listeners find you if they want to learn more about your work? So the best place would be, you can go to my website, persialawson.com, but we're just in the process of updating. So the best place to go is definitely my Instagram, at persialawson. Um, we've got all the links there, you know, load of great freebies for you. You can binge watch, you know, IG lives and reels and all of that juicy stuff. And I've also got a podcast called Love is Coming, which you were on very recently. So you've got to go and listen to that episode, guys, with Emma, because it was amazing. We've had such great feedback Um, And yeah, the podcast is definitely uh, a great place to get more tips around up-leveling your love life. Fantastic. And I'll put a clickable link to Persia's website and podcast in the description below. So you have a nice, easy link to that as well. But thank you so much, Persia. Honestly, it's always a joy chatting to you as always, but I just really have loved this conversation so much today. And I know everybody listening is going to go and follow you and also be like, oh my God, this was the best podcast ever. So thank you so much for sharing your pearls of wisdom with us today. Pleasure. I've loved being here with you. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for joining Persia and I today. I really hope you've enjoyed our conversation. And as always, you can find a clickable link to Persia's work in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching, my videos, my books, or anything else that I have to offer, you can find it all at emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here, because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget, you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a fantastic week whatever you're up to and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode which will be next week. Lots of love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.